0: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Down By Law with your host, Darrell A. Gray. We're so blessed and fortunate to be here on the beautiful campus of Xavier University in Mid-City, New Orleans. New Orleans is a, I think New Orleans may be one of the oldest cities in America. Is that correct, Marlon? Do you know?
1: I think it has to be, I mean, because it's before even there was an America. Wow. There, was, there you go. So
0: we need to figure that out, Braylon. Let's, let's, let's talk about that on the next episode. Let's fact check that. We have a amazing episode today as usual. You know, we always have good stuff going on. We always giving out great information and we are fortunate to have Mr. Marlon Guzman Jr. Here again with us on down by pleasure.
1: Pleasure to join you as always. Every time I get the invite, I just brightens my day. (laughs) You know why? Because you have so much, you're such a, a ball
0: of information that people need to know that they don't know. and, to be in a position where you can share it from such a, such a position of, of immense knowledge is, is wonderful. And, you know, I think that for us, a lot of people don't realize that the area of practice that you specialize in has a, it affects everybody essentially.
1: Well, I mean, last time I checked, I about fact checking. Everyone dies. <laughs>
0: I I don't think we need to check on that one. Right. Right.
1: (laughs) right. This is the episode about that. Right. 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 (laughs) And so everyone will have to deal with, uh, unfortunately with the succession of their loved ones. I always remind people that they won't have to deal with their own. We're preparing it for someone else to make it as easy as possible for your loved ones so that they can just, uh, I literally told a client this the other day, so that they can just, you know, mourn uh, and celebrate uh, your life. Right. As opposed to you leaving them a ball of trouble and say, hey, figure it out. Uh, sort of uh, planning your estate for your loved ones. And, you know, is uh, we we talked about it last
0: time um, and we're going to bounce around this episode. because There's so many different things that we want to discuss uh, it. We're, we're waiting for uh, my law partner, Mr. Eric. A. right to show up.
1: Sounds like that's a special guest. If We're waiting on his arrival. We're waiting on this
0: guy's arrival. Listen, <laughs> like listen like waiting roll. on Godot. I'm always waiting on Eric for multiple things. He's just he's you know, mm-hmm. he's all over the place, but he always shows up on time, which is yeah, you yeah, know who I always give him credit for. So he'll yeah. be here momentarily. But Bart, I want to just just by way of background before we start getting to the substantive topics that we're going to talk about. I'm sending you know Braylent my my wonderful and. Um, very talented and fast moving uh, executive assistant. He's he, he's like a road runner. He's always wow. pr- moving wow. all over the place. He wow. always does like some some pretty interesting things. He has me prepared. And he brought he brought your, your bio to the office yesterday and it had this this wonderful picture that I wanted to talk about of you and your wife and your kids. And I said, Man, I
1: remember Marla wasn't even married. Really? That's crazy, man. I've not been married my whole life. I've not. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, when we met i wasn't married right and, right and actually the picture <laughs> on my
1: website is outdated now because i'm not with two kids me and my wife now have three kids october 29th our son romeo castro Gusman was born so you know or you had a blessing on a room enough to receive it you know i'm blessed right now <laughs> hey between you and uh robin and, and chris
0: y'all y'all have the the best names for the kids <laughs> oh yeah. And we're both running three. Three kids each. Three kids each. That's crazy, mm-hmm. man. But, you know, life but that that, that kinda it, it touches on our topic. Life moves so fast and as you start to build a family, these are some of the things you need to think about. You need to think about, you know, what happened what would happen in the event of your untimely demise or even, you know, when you you're kinda expecting things, but you have to put yourself in a position to where everybody's okay. You know, everybody and there's a plan.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and, and you have to review that plan because, funny thing, actually, I discussed with my wife the other day that the, the trust we have set up for our kids, I'm like, actually, we haven't talked about this. It was <laughs> for my daughter. We got two more. I was like, we need to redo this now, what? make it, um, honestly, as, as I try to say with uh, when I do people's wills and other things, I didn't set that up set that up enough to stand the test of time. I wasn't projecting the fact that we'd have three. I guess because my wife originally said we were going to have six. (laughs) So I was like, let's do this one at a time. But now I think we're holding firm at three. You got
0: to get back to work, man. (laughs) Man. Six. That's something serious, man. That would be a lot of blessings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I understand. I I completely understand. So, you know, again, like I said, we want to talk about a couple of different topics. And uh, we're definitely going to get into... The uh, the stuff that you do on a regular basis and what you're so so um, experienced and adept at uh, dealing with for on behalf of clients and their successions and probate and you know uh, wills and things of that nature. But um, we have we have received a another guest, the esteemed Mister Eric Anthony Wright is in the studio with us today. First time, yes. man. This is the first time you appeared on my radio show. Wow. He listens wow. sometimes but So he
1: doesn't so he doesn't know that we're really the hosts and we have
0: you on <laughs> you as a guest, guest today. <laughs> uh, Good thank you for joining us. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yes. Hey Eric, listen, so since you're here now we're gonna update everybody uh, about some of the stuff that's going on with Right and Gray and uh, things that we have on the on the horizon here shortly. You know, we're going into the holiday season. Uh To whom much is given, much is required, right? So tomorrow at, where are we, Rosenwald Recreation Center, Mm. we're having a turkey giveaway for the community. Wow. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. It's from 1230 to 330. Rosenwald Community Center, or Recreational Center, should I say. And I had the flyer. I think Casey took it away from me like she always does. No, I got it right here, Casey. I have it. Come on. Annual come Thanksgiving on. turkey giveaway. Rosenwald Recreational Center, 1120 Broad Street, New Orleans, Louisiana, from 1230 to 330. Um, we're giving away turkeys and the size and all of that good stuff. You know, that's just a part of what we do. We want to be. A, want now, is to that be open people. to everyone? It's open to everyone. Just
1: come wow. out. Open to the public.
0: Open to the public. Wow. Come grab turkeys. So you yeah. are invited. You are invited. If you know, if if you know anybody, let them know. They can come grab the stuff. What you say? They will be looking
1: for you. We'll be missing you if you're not there, well, right? I
3: think we like to give back to the community uh, that's done so much for us. Uh, you know, I'm born and raised here in New Orleans, and the people of New Orleans has done a lot for me uh, and for our firm. So we just love the opportunity to give back as often as possible. Yeah, we've been we've been greatly blessed. I think you know we
0: talk about this all the time, but and and I hate to you know it's like. The work is just the work. We got to do the work. So, you know, as the as when we started this firm, we started with, I want to say, five or six people maybe. Yep. And then we're almost at 50. And wow. that was through the pandemic.
3: Yeah. We've now, you all do
1: a lot of work for the community, though. That's not the first time we hear about you doing a big giveaway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you should always participate.
0: I know your dad does a lot of stuff uh, through, the, through the sheriff's office, but, you know, you're always welcome to come in. Participate whatever we have going on, especially, you know, because. That's why I
1: asked. If it was open to everybody, like, can I come and help?
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. So you accept
0: volunteers?
1: volunteers? Absolutely.
0: Look, Casey Casey is willing to put you to work whenever we have. And and we do something like, I think, monthly, right, Casey? We do some kind of charitable event monthly. So we're always, you know, we're always looking to give back and partner with people who are like-minded. And that's just one of the things that, I mean, like I said, to whom much is given, much is required, and we just try to follow that that tenet and that principle. Um, you know, we've we like I said before, we've grown exponentially. It's been a very wild ride, I can say. Eric and I have uh, we've we've been through a lot of ups and downs with this pandemic, and you know, Marlon, you know this as well. Like being a business owner and a small business owner, uh, doing an unprecedented time mm-hmm. when you know you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen from day to day. And we just, you know, you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and it's been, it's been a, a big challenge. But it was also, you know, it was also, it also made us a whole lot stronger and more of uh, determined. I, w- I think I can say.
3: How absolutely, you- absolutely. We've been blessed uh, to make it through and to continue to grow, uh, and we really haven't missed a beat. Uh, you know, that's, that's that's a tribute to uh, our our team and the, this hardworking group of people that we got working with us. Uh, and we we continue to strive to, you know, do all that we can for our community, uh, and it works out.
0: Eric, so you know, I I've, I don't think I've ever like we've talked about the show, I mean, talked about the office and what we do today more than I ever have in the whole, you know, time I've been doing this show. So let's give everybody a rundown of who we are, what we do, you know, and what you know
3: what our areas of practice are, so they can kind of have an idea. Yeah, well, Wright uh, and Greer is our firm. Uh, we're located right in downtown New Orleans. Uh, we represent people who have been seriously injured in auto accidents, trucking accidents. Uh, we represent clients who have been uh, injured in uh, building crashes such as the Heart Rock, uh, uh, the Heart Rock case. Uh, also, uh, we have a lot of clients uh, dealing with clients who have been mistreated or injured in nursing homes. Uh, we're also handling a lot of those cases. Uh, but just wrongful death cases uh male cases uh anywhere where people need someone to fight for them where they've been injured we're here to take care of our clients uh we believe in treating our clients with dignity and respect and uh giving them their their cases the attention that it deserves uh and also getting them fully compensated for their injuries yeah we um you know we we handle its it's interesting
0: that as we've grown and as we you know ourselves out here we've received so many different opportunities to help people like you you mentioned the heart rock I think we represent 70 people 70 people of our businesses in that case we have uh, a large number of people who had their properties damaged in uh the lower Ninth ward from yep. some construction projects the sealla project down there uh we've we're working on this nursing home situation with Bob Dean I think is the guy's name where um, after Ada, they evacuated 800 residents and put them in a the warehouse. And we're working on cases like that. Um, a multitude of wrongful death, very serious, you know, cases where people are dead or injured severely. And, you know, we've had some great success. Um, the firm has grown exponentially based upon how we treat our clients. Like, that's our calling card. Call. You know, our motto is for the culture, for the community, and for you. And we stand by that, you know, the turkey giveaway is a testament to what what we believe is important for um, somebody, anybody who's, you know, in a position in the community to be of assistance and you're a professional, you know. Our culture and our community, especially here in New Orleans, they need resources and answers, and we stand, to, you know, we, we, we're there to provide those, just like Marlon is. Like, you know, he the succession thing, I can't I can't stress that enough, how important it is for your affairs to be in order. And we as a people, we just don't we just don't have that in the forefront of our minds. So we're always scrambling on the back end. When you got somebody like Marlon here, who is very very versed in what goes on uh, with that situation from beginning to end, and you can always call him, and he's you know he's a resource for you. So you know there are there are a lot. The, one of the one of the things with this show is about giving people that opportunity to find those resources that are you know trusted. You know what I mean. So that's what we do. at right and gray, and you know having Marlon here uh, to talk about what he does is, is also a part of part and parcel of the whole thing. So it's a good situation. I'm glad to glad to partner with Eric Wright and see him do the things that he he does very well. We compliment compliment each other well because some of the things that I cannot do, he does exceptionally well. <laughs> well,
3: and, 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 and the same goes for you, uh, Daryl. Especially being a great radio host. I'm so happy to be here. You know. I struggle
0: with this every day. It's a love fest going on here. No, you're good. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're better than me yeah, all man. the time. <laughs> Marlon, so look, why don't you do this? Give everybody, before we start talking, I want the most important thing for people to take away from this episode, your contact information. How do they get in touch with you?
1: Well, you can email me at Marlin at com. That's M-A-R-L-I-N at G-U-S-M-A-N-L-A-W.com. Uh, you can Text me even on my, on my cell, uh, 504-410-5202. Like I try to be available as much as I can to, to help people or to, you know, if I'm not the right lawyer for you to at least put you in touch with the resources that you need because right. uh, I don't do everything. Uh, there's a lot that I don't do, and I try to really have a specialized practice really focusing on just estate <laughs> planning um, and real estate closings. Uh, and, and, you know, and that's that's really You know, what I always tell people as they sort of try to plan their estates and they say, oh, you know, wonder or or procrastinate, you know, as as y'all were saying, you never know when that unfortunate day is going to come. And it's good to have taken some time to know what the situation is or how it would be for your loved ones if that unfortunate day arrived for you Um, that way to make sure that, like I said, that that. Your affairs are in order as best as possible uh, so that your loved ones can just uh, celebrate your life and not have just inherited a whole lot of mess.
0: Right. So speaking of that, you know, we I, I wanted to talk about a couple of legal hot topics. Uh, one being we talked we went, we briefly touched on the Ida Hurricane Ida Hurricane. Um, evacuation nursing home evacuation situation. where ha- ha- some people die. We have we represent some a family of a deceased a tragic tra- tra- tragic situation. Tra- it's, it's, I mean, terrible. Yeah. But then you got like you have this situation with Travis Scott where I think mm-hmm. eight people died, and then there there was a lawsuit filed and they filed they I think they sued Drake and Apple Music and Sony all of these different people seven hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit. Wow. So have Marlon, have you <clears throat> ever been brought in to a lawsuit? To represent the estate of a deceased person.
1: Well, I've definitely handled uh, establishing the succession so that they can have standing to bring a lawsuit. Um, you know, and, uh, there's in particular even uh, establishing that uh, this heir uh, was fathered by this individual, and hence, you know, they then can bring standing because they are an heir of that person. So. I, my firm is different than yours. I haven't actually participated in any of those big uh, cases because I, I, I try to focus on estate planning and real estate closings. But they that definitely comes up, uh, especially as some of these cases drag on uh, and take years to resolve. Even it's possible that somebody that was alive when it started will not be alive when it ends. Right, right. And then having that then succession established so as to uh, preserve um, – the the loved ones standing uh, in the case.
0: Well, how, so, in, in your experience, and Eric, you can speak to this too, because I've I've seen it a couple of different ways. It's always tricky, like you know, different jurisdictions have have different rules. But and just like you said, sometimes a lawsuit can can <coughs> be filed and somebody dies in the middle of a lawsuit, oh, yeah. and that's just that's that throws a monkey wrench in the whole. Program. More than you think. Yeah. So how do you how do you establish? Like if I if I say, okay, my dad was killed in an accident. Um, uh, and I want to establish my standing as an
1: heir. How do I do that? Well, I mean, it's easy if, if the paternity has been already established. Then it's it's easy in some respects. The problem is, unfortunately, and, you know, and, and it, unfortunately sometimes happens more in our community than others, that
3: paternity is not established. That's what I was going to
0: ask you. Like, How does how that work?
1: work?
3: And, and, I, and I'll tell you, it gets complicated. A lot of times you'll come in, uh, we may have a death case uh, where someone died and they have one child that we know of. Right. And then once this person dies, you find out this person maybe had two or three other kids and you've got to go through the process of uh proven paternity uh, to make sure that any heirs of the deceased will have their rights protected. Right. And it happens more often than not in a lot of these uh, death cases. Yeah. And I, it,
0: it, it, you always see this topic come up when celebrities die. I think, you know, a lot of times like, I think James Brown dealt with it. Ray Charles, you know, these kind of guys. <laughs> Don't laugh, Marlon. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> I mean, or Prince. Prince. Prince, like with Prince. everybody pops up, yeah. like, "Oh, that's my dad," or "That's my mom." Like, you know, I want to, I want to get a piece of the of the pie. I want a piece of the estate. And what do you do? Like, is do can the court <clears throat> order a DNA test to establish paternity? The uh the blood relationship. What about if if, if that person you were adopted or that person just raised you as their child, quote unquote child, but you didn't have any biological connection to that person? How does I mean, that look, work? evidence
1: is evidence of all types, especially even having the the fact that the obituary mentioned and leaves behind his three kids, and I'm like, <laughs> this is a true story. And we're like. Who wrote the, uh, the Who wrote, wrote the obituary? He's like, I did. And how many kids? He has one. But you wrote, left behind his three
3: kids. Exactly. Well, I didn't mean that. How did I, I was mean trying that? to be nice. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows he raised a little brother. You know, they considered it his
1: child right. So, I mean, all that can be evidence because I mean, not always are you gonna exhume a body to test right. the DNA. Right. And, right. You know. So what?
0: Well, I guess you know. It, I, and it depends on the jurisdiction and the amount of the estate and, the, you know, the court. There's so many proclivities that co- co- come into play in that situation. That's that's a very interesting part of succession work. I mean, I think, you know, I think that's when it's fun. <laughs> I think when there's a lot out of the norm, you start to see some interesting things going on. But, you know, every time we deal with wrong for death cases, that's always something we have to established first like that's who who like you said who has standing to bring are you the right person to bring this lawsuit because sometimes and then you know oftentimes it may if a person has multiple kids the kids may not be on the same page so they'll go hire different lawyers and you know it, it, it can uh, get really really, really complicated the at
1: that Blended point. families and, yeah. I, I tell you one
3: yeah. of the one of, one of the things that we have uh that we've seen a lot in these death cases a parent of a, a grown uh right person Right. Will come to us and say, Hey, my son died. Can you represent him? And I'm here and, you know, uh, we need to take care of this. And we we'll say, Well, did he, was he married? Yeah, but he, you know, they, they weren't even living together or anything. Right. right. Do you have any kids? Yeah. Well, ma'am, we're going to have to talk to his wife. Unfortunately, ma'am. <laughs> his kids. The wife
0: has standing. <laughs> so, Marlon, explain <laughs> that to people,
3: like how they, how that they
0: works. Like, how does the, what's the hierarchy I want to I want to simplify I don't I don't want to get too deep into the legal weeds but how do you determine who comes first at the table when somebody
1: dies well I mean let's just you know like you said you know if, if you're married then even if you're married and you haven't done that divorce yet and sure. your wife is right there uh, a lot of times if if you then have kids wife has a usufruct in a lot of cases uh, but if you don't have uh, uh, a wife and then you could sometimes be dealing where the parents are actually the ones, if you don't have a wife and don't have kids, the parents could have a right. usufruct, right? Right. And actually your siblings are the ones that would inherit from you right. and be the naked owners. And so it, it can get it tricky. And then especially, like you said, if you throw a wrench in there where now the the siblings are coming to you and say, well, the the our parents are dead. And then, as I mentioned, alluded to before, and they're like, yeah, but he didn't really have any kids. What do you mean he didn't really have any kids? right. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> Well, because then if if you then – and really, as a lawyer, a lot of times you have to be able to know whether or not the person that it, you're consulting, uh, that's seeking your, your counsel, is the one that has standing and almost sort of be a, a fact checker right? Um, in that regard. Because I tell them all the time, I I got to trust you first and foremost because mm-hmm. I have to present what you say to me. As fact to the court. Hello. And so if you're now dealing with this on, you're like, hold up now. This just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> A little more research. right? <laughs> and that's honestly where we sometimes look at the obituary and I've right, had right. it happen. When I look at the obituary, and I'm like, funny thing, this doesn't match what my client is telling me.
3: Right. And
0: hey, Mr. Client coming in the office, and he talk to you. Right. So we need to have a talk. Listen. So I'm going to tell you, you did. You just <clears throat> did a couple of things there. Right. And we need to back up a little bit. Use of fruct.
3: Oh, <laughs> what look, is that? Right if right I there? just I, I that shuddered turned. a little bit. Oh,
1: You know naked ownership. Oh. It's that (laughs) the use of fruit I can't help but think back to what what the professors taught us. It's it's just three layer cake. The use, the fruit and the abuse. (laughs) Right? Use, fruit, abuse. The use is obviously like possession, fruit, like a civil fruit would be something you can take from that doesn't mess up the the actual tree, if you will. So that'd be like rent in the case of property is a civil fruit. And then abuse is the ability to grant a servitude or ability to let someone else have ownership in the property. Uh, and so you have to have all three use, fruit, and abuse in order to be able to sell property. And the use of fruct is that use and fruit. Use of fruct, use and fruit. And then the abuse is where the naked ownership comes in. We're saying that they would have, the naked owners, would have ownership of the corpus of of the actual property at the end of it. After this person that has the use and fruit, the use of fruct, after their use of fruct has expired, either by their death or marriage, as the law states, whichever comes first. Absolutely outstanding explanation.
0: (laughs) Now, when, when he says naked owner, he's not talking about somebody without their clothes. Whoa. So don't get it twisted. We're not, you know, the law is, is weird, but it's not that weird. <laughs> Listen, Marlon, give everybody an example of break, like what you just broke down, which was absolutely amazing explanation. But say for instance, father dies, mom is still around, two kids. Uh, how is that structured? Does the mom automatically get the, the use of the property?
1: Yeah, Are the kids the gotta naked owners? With, we got to go with where there's no will. Let's, right. Let's no will. It. No will situation. No will. Yeah. So mom is, <clears throat> as you would expect, is still managing the property that her and her husband had acquired. Uh, so she has used in order to have the house and have the checking account, so on and so forth. And the kids will get it when she's done with. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Use and fruit. Kids have the abuse. They get what is left over. Here's where the curveball comes in. Let's make it a blended family. And that's two stepkids. Mm. And this is second wife. Mm. Right? <laughs> now they're saying, yes, I know you have use and fruit over my dad's half of that property, but you're not my mama. <laughs> <laughs> and the court allows the stepchild to require that new wife to put up security to protect their interest. Right? Can't do it against your own mama, but you can do it against stepmom, right? Now, if you then instead have a will and says, I always say, just says waive security, bam, that goes away. And that's where that now you're avoiding a potential issue by if you can just plan your estate to provide for that. Now, look, maybe you don't trust your second wife, which is why you marry her, right? <laughs> you don't want to waive security. But that's again, that's the decisions that I make you aware of right. that you need to make. Man, listen, you
0: you have no idea how many people, I'm sure you do, I'm saying this, how many people come to me and say, hey, this is what I got going on with this situation. And that's one of those things, like, you know, the blended family situation and pops or moms die with, you know, Buku property or several <laughs> properties. And then are just like, what do we do? What do we do? And it's all this infighting, mm. you know, and that's when it's so much easier to clear it up on the front end as the parents are the uh, potential decedents, to have it planned out, like you said, like listen, I'm in, This is my property. I'm in charge of it. We're gonna create a will. Um, I'm gonna waive security to make sure my wife is good. When I when when she's done with it, you guys get it. That's how it works. But you know, a, a lot of times, again, we don't take the proper steps on the front end to se- secure that situation to make sure there's no fighting and people could kind of come together over over my untimely demise. You know, so what, what do we do? What do we do to establish those rights early on? And you talked, you've talked about it before, but give everybody a rundown on, on the best options in, in that instance.
1: What I always tell people, because you always, you said, oh, people come to me and say this. Well, people often come to me and say, is, I want to start at this. I want to do with that. And I'm like, "Whoa, pump the brakes. Tell me what you want to achieve. Then I'll tell you what you need, you know, because, you know, I've had people come to me and they'll have a will drawn up and like, this is what I, I want to do. And I'm like, that's great. But what you actually need is a trust. Sometimes I, I don't recommend trust because sometimes they add more complexity than solutions. But sometimes they are the solution to reduce the complexity. Um, and so really, it's, and that's where that planning comes in. It's always catering a solution that best fits what the client's um, desires and, and needs are. Uh, and but it's so it's always good to know what you want to achieve so that a good uh, estate plan attorney can help you craft a solution that will achieve that as easily as possible for your loved ones when you pass. And I mean, look, I can't I never can guarantee look, I guarantee you they won't fight because greed is greed. And <laughs> people will bring any argument and say, well, that ain't his will. I that got ain't a what he right wanted. here. Yes it's in my hand and it look and I just signed it outside but it's mine <laughs> It's is I mean it's. you know, you know but it, it, what I always say it's it's a tough pill to swallow uh when somebody is for example not getting what they desired from their loved ones but it's uh best if the messenger is commu- communicating clearly in his will and it is the decedent themselves sort of sending that message through uh, with a well crafted uh, will uh, and instructions on hey this is how I want it to go. We're going to let's take a call. We have a caller, Anthony. Anthony, good morning. How are you?
2: Hey, how y'all doing? Doing well, uh, doing well. <laughs> I have I have four sisters, Well, five. One on the outside that my father had uh as his first child. Right? Mm -hmm. You sound like even before he met my mother, right? So him and my mother did 50, 60 years together. He raised five children in the house, right? So I had one brother and four sisters and my mother living. My father passed and my only brother passed, right? So I'm the only son that's living. So I'm trying to understand now, I accept it my sister that my father had on the outside. Well, my mother and father didn't want me to do that. Right. But once my father passed, my mother has taken it upon <clears throat> herself to say, well, if my son is not going to go alone with not accepting my deceased husband, child on the outside, right? Well, then I'm just going to cancel him out of the family. Period. So because I made that decision to, uh, except my father's child, right, my other siblings and my mother just X me out of the family, period. How do I know what my father' business is because my mother would not let me know nothing? Okay. Because I'm assuming she don't want no other woman's child to come in on none of her husband's business. Understood.
0: We're going we're gonna, to... Uh that Marlon's going to address that for you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, herein lies the problem. I mean, as you laid out, this uh, family tree um, is is winding and complicated as it can be, and and the personal relationships that can be involved. You know, without a well-crafted estate plan, yeah, it's it. You don't even know, as you mentioned, what is out there that you could potentially have a right to. Not to mention. Uh, the fact of how many successions would have to be addressed potentially, if there's, for example, real estate involved. Because uh, when you mention your siblings, half siblings, or or full siblings, uh, then when they have, when they've passed as well, if uh, you know, predeceased or afterwards, if they have children, uh, now you've got another succession and more people involved with a seat at the table, and <coughs> and that is what. I see in my practice is a lot of the times the problem with uh, some some of the blighted property we have in this city and some other things is that you know your father might have uh, acquired some assets that if passed down efficiently would have provided some benefit uh, to you and your siblings, but now where we stand, you have to spend um, you know a significant amount of money or time, which time is money, trying to solve this and with the number of successions that may or may not have to be addressed in order to have clear title or even just in order to have um, clear direction on what to do uh, with this property. So, I mean, honestly, I would uh, – this is, you know, to 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 provide you with a clear answer is not possible in in one sitting – Uh, even with a lawyer focused solely on this, it's, it seems to be, you got a lot of moving parts going on and I wish you the best of luck with all that. Um, But it's, it's, if you were wondering, is it supposed to be this hard? Is it just you? No, it's not just you. And, and it, it is as difficult as it seems. Um, So, you know, don't get discouraged. You just got to sort of try to work through it as best you can. And, and it, it sort of sets up the issue that we deal with when you don't have good estate planning. Now the f- the way that it was left without planning has now caused you to lose some of the relationships or, or sour some of the relationships you have with your loved ones. So as opposed to y'all um, is your father's passing, bringing y'all together. It's only driven you further apart. So let
0: me ask you this, Marlon, based on what Anthony said, um if there's a, a contentious situation like that where you're essentially being excommunicated from the family, can you file some kind of injunction or something to that effect as a potential heir to prevent the property or from prevent to prevent anything from being adjudicated?
1: You yeah, well, you would file with the court um a notice saying that you want to be notified of a succession is open, but really you would probably need to open up that succession and say that you're the administrator, and then if you're not granted the, administ- the uh, of course, you have to serve all of the proper parties, and so that way the court would then have a hearing as far as of who is in charge. And then once you establish that, then you would have the authority through letters of administration to then go about contacting where you think uh, his assets are, if any, and doing the research to sort of gather that now. All of that is not a cheap endeavor. Uh, mm-hmm. What I often tell people that the cost of, of successions and probate comes in when the parties are not in agreement, when they are contentious. Now you have to do all of that legal <clears throat> wrangling just to get a seat at the table and to figure out what's out there, as opposed to being like, here's what that has, hey, let's divide this up and make it all make sense.
0: It becomes it, – it, it, it it's, it's not – at that point, it's not a – transactional situation no. so much as it's litigation. Right, and you
1: think you asked to communicate before? Now you're serving them, hailing them into court? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you're going to sit around the Thanksgiving table with them? <laughs> I mean... A problem. Right, you better go to that turkey giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> when is that turkey wick giveaway again? Remind them.
0: Tomorrow, 1230 to 330, Rosenwald Recreational Center. I should be. 1120, bro. I should <laughs> be. <laughs> Down by law, 504-582-9422. If you want to talk to us, if you want to talk to Marlon before he starts his 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 uh <laughs> stand up routine next week. <laughs> give us a call. So listen, Marlon, another thing right with with successions is what kind of assets do people need to, to think about and be cognizant of when they're dealing with uh intestate will I mean uh, situation where there's no will.
1: Okay, well, you threw out a legal term. without people sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That meant. I, and with no warning. Yes. <laughs> intestate is, as you then sort of slipped in there, intestate is no will. Uh, testate, testament, last one, testament, we all heard about that. Intestate is is uh, no will, right? So what I'd say the biggest two things are, or let's say three things, three assets that are the most common to deal with. One, uh, we'll stick with the easy one first, retirement accounts and, and insurance. Those generally can be handled without a succession because you have that beneficiary designation that's submitted with that company. They take care of that. You just have to notify them, send them a death certificate, and they're like, okay, here's who it's going to. Now, if the beneficiary designation is not still applicable or valid, then it would go into the succession, but only at that point. Uh, and then the other two things I would say is real estate and uh, your accounts that are with different institutions. Uh, and so with with the accounts that are with different institutions and with with real estate, it's... Uh, well, I said with the accounts with different institutions and with, and with real estate, it's really just getting the authority from the court so as to gain uh, possession of those funds or so as to have clear title so as to be able to sell the property. So what about... All right, you know what you could potentially um,
0: take possession of, right? You talked about all those different things just a moment ago. What about the debts and the bills and the outstanding obligations of the decedent?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they come calling. We don't need to really be as knowledgeable about who they are because they make themselves known. <laughs> <don't>, you know, <laughs> they they start getting the emails and the phone calls. And what I tell people is, if if they're knocking, then we need to address. If if they're not calling as much, then you know, we can maybe explore some other options that may or may not be available to us. Um, and that really requires, just, like I said, an intensive review of the facts because a lot of times when you start talking to the creditors, they say, send me a descriptive list of assets. And people say, oh, we don't have the money to pay them. I'm like, well, I'm about to send them this list of assets that said we have 200000 in the bank. I don't think they're going to believe that we don't have the money to pay Right. Them. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and so a lot of times with the debts they they make themselves known. When you if you miss an asset though, that's when you then start looking at lost property. After some time, you then go to lost property. But if it's with an account with a with a bank, sometimes they can be incurring fees for dormant activity mm-hmm. and this at the other, and that money can get diluted in some respects. But generally speaking, that's where you do your lost property search and find things there. With real estate though, if you didn't know that I didn't know my daddy bought a lot off of this thing behind the bridge underneath the thing. And that's when, you know, he might then be adjudicated and the <laughs> city then gets involved with either taxes or whatever they're not. But yeah, you know, that's why it's always good with part of your plan. Um, even just simply having a go-to spot of saying, Hey, this is where all my important papers are. When they, when I go look here and you'll see then the tax bill from the city, you'll see then, Letters from Capital One, okay, I guess he banked at Capital One, um, and and sort of leaving breadcrumbs. Now, the problem comes in this day and age, and this would be, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a thing I've encountered more recently, is if you're then all electronic, you know, you get email statements mm-hmm. and the like, there's no breadcrumbs unless people have a way to access your email. I was going to look, you know, that was all that's fascinating,
0: right? It's, it's funny as you said that. So what happens like, you know, people have social media accounts and things of that nature and then they die. Um, is there any way like, can you say, oh, I need to like, can you get something from the court and say, oh, I need access to this social media account? I need access to these email, this email account. Can I get the company to give me that information? Is that possible? Have you ever seen that before?
1: Luckily, I haven't had to deal with it yet. But, I mean, we see even the government trying to get access to people's emails and subpoenaing that. And then Apple saying, I'm sorry, if you don't know the Apple ID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apple versus the government right. is a, is a, a whole another show.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, we see that. Apple, Apple is
0: a government. government.
1: Right. And, <laughs> and so, you know, if if especially, I mean, I, I imagine it's more possible if you're dealing with a cash app or someplace that holds your funds. But something that holds your personal information, and uh, of a you know just your Facebook post, I, I don't I don't know what Facebook would do if you send them a court order saying, "Hey, give me this person's password." Yeah. Does that even make sense to you? Not really. It doesn't.
0: <laughs> it may make sense to a, a, a CDC judge, and they're like, oh, right. "Let's see, if I'm, let's see what Facebook says." You know, I yeah. mean, that's, I, I haven't seen it. Like that would be. Some, I'm interested in figuring it out. Figuring it out. I know somebody's done it. I'm because, sure. you know, it's just, I mean, it's just something that comes up. But what's the result of you trying to get that information from one of these companies? I'm sure, uh,
1: did, Mr. Wright, have y'all had to do that a lot with cases, just getting access to people's
3: Facebook and using that as evidence in some of this big litigation? Well, we haven't had to go to the court to ask for any of that. Uh, but I think it'd be a tough fight. Yeah, I think uh, Facebook or Apple is going to give you a big fight uh, before uh, giving up somebody's precedent, man, yeah, yeah. That sets a rough precedent. Yeah. So when yeah. do you do it? Do you do it in a divorce? Do you do it when somebody's dead? Do you, do, you know, yeah, I think that's a tough precedent. I think it'd be tough to get that information.
0: Privacy issues, especially in, in t- today's day and age, are always like they're cutting edge, they're interesting. You know, stuff that you put out on the Internet is apparently out into in the ether forever, so I don't know how that works. Like, how do you, you know, I don't know what you own and what you don't own. I don't, I don't, I don't understand any of it at this point. And it all, it all, especially when you start talking about when somebody dies, like, mm. you know, who has standing to get this stuff, who, you know, like, what do you, what do you do? Like taking it back to something more tangible when you, when you, somebody dies and there's a bank account, what do you take to the bank to show them like, this is, this person's died.
1: I think that goes to the whole law, keeping up with technology. You go to the bank with that letters of administration or a judgment of possession. And they go, great. I'll send it to the legal department. We'll be in touch with you shortly. You get a check in the mail written out to the proper, uh, proper parties. Done. Hmm. So my daughter says, well, easy peasy lemon squeezy. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the easy, that's the easy yeah. part. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's always fascinating to cause people just don't know. You don't know what to do. Like, Somebody passes away, and the first thing you do, like, oh, we got to put together the the uh, services. But after that, there's business. There's business to handle that needs to be done properly, and people just don't know what to do. Marlon, you, you talked earlier about trust, like a trust. Explain to people what a trust is, and then you said sometimes it can get so complicated it may not be the proper vehicle to use when when it like give us examples of when we when somebody should potentially use a trust versus like just a straight wheel
1: well i I first would demystify a trust. a trust is just as the name implies is when you put your assets under the control of someone that you trust a trustee, and then that person manages it for the benefit of the beneficiary who you then want to get this property when it's all uh, said and done income beneficiaries and principal beneficiaries. And so, you know, it's, it's hard to, to nail down one specific example of when it's best to use one and when it's best not to, but I can instead say wh- what's happened that I've seen in the past is where somebody created a trust. And then they came to me when the parents uh, passed and and they're like, my dad made a trust to whatever. And so he has all of his property and we have this trust. And I'm like, well, that's great. Um, you didn't put any of the property in the trust. So <laughs> you just made a trust. You didn't fund the trust. So the trust doesn't own any of that. Actually, all the trust owns is this one thing that you did put in the trust. And now the trust, then he laid out rules of how it should be managed, made this a statement to, and these financials, they haven't done any of that. And I'm like, so and that's when you've bought something on the idea, but not, but weren't sold something on that actually being the solution. These people were sold on the idea of, "Oh, I got it. I have a trust," but it wasn't potentially the right vehicle, right? And hence, they haven't they haven't explained it to their heirs. They haven't executed. They haven't funded it. Funded it. Yeah. And now it's just like I'm. <clears throat> I, I, I just like I don't know what you want me to do with this now. Just
0: sitting in a corner like Eeyore, just mad because it's not really in effect with the whole succession plan. It's one of those things, that people get so. Like, you know, a lot of times I've found, like, people who even take the steps like you're talking about, they don't complete the process. Like, setting up a trust and not having it updated and not having, you know, outlined what's actually in the trust can cause more uh, problems than solutions a lot of times. It's kind of interesting. Mark, I'm going to ask you the next question is about taxes at death. But I want to say this first. Again, Braylon up your bio, and I knew some of it. I knew majority of this stuff, but okay, I'm ready. You're you're extremely educated. You have multiple multiple degrees, and one of those degrees is a what do you have? L A. tax or what do you have? Certificate in taxation. Certificate in taxation. He has a, a MBA, correct? From where? Loyola Chicago. A law degree from Loyola, New Orleans. You went you went to undergrad at SMU. No. How are you going to do that to me? TCU.
1: TCU. TCU. I, was, I couldn't remember. SMU is our rival. I, that's, that's off the top of my head. I just oh, tried to do time, that. I appreciate the proximity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be like, saying, did you, Man. you went to grab Some it? It's a <laughs> <The, the> Horn, <laughs> horn <laughs> frogs, right?
3: <laughs> Thank you. I got Wait, a daughter I think there. About I was going to say, that's where you, your, daughter your daughter is. My daughter's sitting yeah. as a sophomore there on the dean's list. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. She loves right. it. Right. She loves it. Right. She is.
0: So, extremely educated, well-versed in the stuff that you're talking about. The business, the NBA from Loyola, Chicago, the uh, certificate in taxation. So you kind of, you blended all these things together and you just became, you know, uh, Thanos of successions.
1: What? You I mean,
0: like wait, that? Wait, you like that? I've, <laughs> that? I've been using Thanos for like a week. Which, which movie? <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not the not one. Not Endgame. The, the one he, when he just snaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the taxes? What happens at at at, at the um, when you're dealing with the succession issues and the probate issues?
1: Well, taxes are more, uh, you know, really, you, that estate tax comes into play if you're dealing with large estates. So a lot of times when people say, oh, I'm worried about that, I'm like, <laughs> "Really?" I had a meeting with somebody one time, I'm like, that's not really a concern unless you're at $5 million. He goes, doing the math in his head, and he's like, okay, we're under that. I'm like, wait, hold
2: up. How much money, you had to do the math on
3: that? I was like, <laughs> right there, 4.96. 4.96. Right? I was like, hold up now. <laughs> Who am I talking to? Um,
1: but a lot of times it more comes into play on the estate planning side, you know, knowing how to set things up so as to always say minimize your tax liability and your legal liability. Because I'm sure that you've dealt with cases, uh, Eric, you've dealt with a case where you're trying to pierce that corporate veil? Yeah, yeah. How does that process work?
3: Well, I mean, we don't do a whole lot of it, but uh, in Pierce and the Corporate Veil, when you have a corporation or LLC, you've got to run it as such. You can't commingle funds and certain things you can't do. Uh, and when, when you break those laws, then uh and the Corporate Veil means that person can come after you, uh, come after your business for something you may be personally liable for, you know, or or come after you personally for something that should have been a Business debt. Yeah, you know, a lot
0: of times, and it's funny that when you talk about piercing the corporate veil, just like Eric said, you you have a business. If you have Eric Wright LLC, it needs to operate. It it can't be a shield or a sham to protect your Shame, own. I think is protect it your own personal assets. Right. But you you know you set up as a business because a lot of times, if you're savvy, you're smart, you understand how the legal system works. You know you know that you can protect yourself to. Your personal assets to a certain degree, if you have your business set up properly and, it op- and it's operated
1: properly. So I, mean, I like how you when when you put it simply, and you just say, remember the fact that the company is a juridical person. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's an entity. Right. Absolutely. Separate and, apart from the separate right. and apart from the actual owners of the Where company. When it's unclear if they're separate, a separate person from you. Right. Is when that when you can really pierce.
0: Exactly. When you start to make it murky, so and, my, you know, it's a really cool you, person. You, 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 He's the, paying
1: for your groceries, right?
0: You go to McDonald's and use the company card, and all this different stuff, and it's just like a—it's a pattern. Yep. And once you once you establish that pattern, and you can get through that corporate veil, then you know it's a whole—it's a you're de- dealing with a different kind of worms at that point. So it's that's interesting. But the question Marlon had was was uh, what was the question
1: again? Marlon? Well, I think yeah, uh, about if you've ever had to pierce the corporate veil in litigation because a lot of I'm I'm really trying to be more transactional in setting up the corporation and trying to give my clients the advice on mm-hmm. how to maintain and be aware of the fact that that can happen. But I mean you probably actually had the rubber meet the road on piercing and uh trying to determine and so I guess what it maybe you see as is, is the biggest pitfalls people make um potentially when they're when they're trying to maintain that that uh juridical person uh what
3: do what, what you really hang on to pierce it? I mean, you, you've got to take those extra steps to keep right. that <clears throat> business separate. If you have that business, you know, use your personal funds for your personal expenses. Use your business funds for your business expenses. If you're going to have some type of draw system or put yourself on payroll, something where you are compensated, you know, by that entity and it's clear. Uh, but just... Like Daryl said, you don't want to have a situation where you're always taking those uh, business funds and just dealing with all your personal expenses, because then it's like I said, it's a sham, you know. Yeah, you know
0: the thing. The thing of it is, it's about and we talk about this all the time on the show. When you're doing business, you have to set your business up properly. It's 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 really simple. It requires a little legwork and a little work on the front end, but if you handle it the right way, meaning you know, quarterly, I'm going to do a uh, do a profit and loss statement. I'm going to put something aside for the IRS. You know, all of those different steps that a large corporation does on a grander scale, you simplify it, do it like that. And at that point, if the if the company, taking it back to a um, succession kind of thing, if the company is operated properly and it owns, you know, it has assets, which a lot of businesses do, then you start to look at, okay, is this, this, is this the actual decedent or is it the, the decedent's company? You know, And then you, you go through that analysis. It's like with anything we do, there's an analysis aspect of it. As lawyers, especially for, for us when we are dealing with bad actors and they own companies, like you've just taking a nursing home deal, hmm. for, for example, prime example, if you start to look at how the nursing home was operated, some of the steps and our missteps that were taken by the owners of the, the, the nursing home are we dealing with a situation to where we can hold that person personally, personally liable in the event that we go through the analysis and find out where well, this is a sham company and everything he's doing is is uh, set up solely to protect his personal assets, which could be in the tens of millions of dollars. And the the actual business is essentially devoid of any value. Yeah. So you see that. And once you, once you get those kind of situations, some lawyers don't know what to do. You know, But you have, to, you have to start digging into the situation and do a deep analysis to determine factually what this person did or did not do to put you in a position where you can say, all right, we need to go past the corporation and go and look at the personal assets of this, of this person because this is actually not a real corporation in, in, in a yeah. legal sense.
1: And I see it's an issue that we deal with with the estate planning where I can lay out this great plan for you, but if you don't execute it, uh, and follow it on on a on a daily basis. Then it's not worth it. Um, and then even still, we see it as something that is a, probably a growing concern in our community. As more and more people participate in the gig, gig economy and start this business, gig or, economy, you know that you know uh, hustle. They need to. We need to make sure that we're educating <laughs> yeah. them um, on some things that they can do to to stay within the guardrails and to protect their personal assets. Uh, when it's appropriate and when it's necessary.
0: That All right, way. guys. Wonderful conversation, per usual. It went by super fast. Last time you were here, we were only 30 minutes. It was an hour. Really? We're done. Wow. Can you believe that? Wow. Eric, so glad to have you here for the first time. Hope Great you to can be here. return. Great to be you here. know, it's a shame that Mr. Uh, Attorney Guzman has been here more times than my own law partner, but we're going to change that. Ooh. <laughs>
3: Ooh. Dig. <laughs> hey, first invite, I'm here. We started oh, don't off do me with that. all don't do me that. Hey, guys,
0: one more time I want to mention the annual Thanksgiving Turkey uh, giveaway. We're going to be at 1120 Broad Street, New Orleans, Louisiana, Rosenwald Recreational Center. Come, come out to 330 tomorrow, Friday, November the 19th. Thank you for a, another wonderful episode of Down by Law. We appreciate you guys listening. We're out.
2: Thank you.